Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's time to get this party started You know that we are the number one show So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go Cause it's the booty booty It's time to get this party started It's the booty booty It's time to get this party started With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jake and JC All we know and all we talk about is booty booty It's time to get this party started tonight couple of uh, standout performances today. I think a couple of teams have set their stall out pretty clearly. England, France, both of them are pretty damn good today. I'm smiling. You can't see that because we're on an audio podcast, although maybe we'll put this up on YouTube because it's a lovely smile. A little bit whites. more excited than you were about the uh, England-Iran game, I guess. Hey? A little bit more, yeah. yeah. yeah I knew bigger things would come. Convincing. Bigger things in the way, Craig. It was fun football, though. Let's, let's start, should we start with the England game? Yeah, let's start with England. Why not? Why not? Um, I, I, I'm not sure what your thoughts were entering this one. I was a bit concerned about Senegal. They played really well in the opening phases, right? Um, yeah. Actually yeah. came pretty close to beating Jordan Pickford. Big save. Um, but in the end, I think England's patience and discipline just just proved. And then that attack through Jude Bellingham, my God, that kid's a player, just uh, turned it on. And in the end, it was one of the most uh, less stressful last 16 matches I think I've ever seen. I was enjoying every frigging minute of it. They were great. They, their explosiveness on their counterattack, that one just before half for Kane's goal was just devastating. Absolutely brilliant. Like football passing, it was just crisp. It was great. Foden was great. Kane, Bellingham. Jeez. They're so deep, their squad as well. Really is. Yeah. I think we touched on it earlier where in four games, they've scored 12 goals, tied all pass records, and eight players have contributed to the goals. Eight different players. It's frightening. Harry Kane's got one goal. They scored 12. One yeah. goal. Isn't that crazy? So it shows you now everybody's chipping in. Everybody's playing a role. When they get when they start going forward, geez, how dynamite are they? I mean, the only thing is like, you know, in the, the first half, first 30 minutes or so, you know, they, they just kept the ball moving back and forth. You can't take anything away from Senegal as well because they defended well. You know, they closed the gaps and made it difficult. But you could see a couple of times they set the traps on – on Maguire. And as soon as Maguire starts going into those those areas with open space, you start panicking, don't you? And then anytime he gives it away because he does that panic pass, then they're in trouble, you know? But overall, I thought it was a I thought it was a very, very good performance by England. Is it, is it time, Craig, we start giving Gareth Southgate credit 
I, I've always liked the guy myself, but he's always been hammered as not being the top quality mm-hmm. coach that these players need. You know, he, he's not yeah. Jurgen Klopp. He's not Pep Guardiola. But look at his track record. He's got the best English track record of any coach ever. That's better than Bobby Robson. That's better than Alf Ramsey. Way better than Fabio Capello, Sven Jorn Eriksson. Mm-hmm. Can we just start saying, yeah, maybe he knows what he's doing. Well, you're always going to get that. I mean, let's face it. That FA in England has been round the bend as far as coaches go. Oh, we need a foreign guy. We need this guy. We need, you know, Capello comes in. Oh, no, he's not the right answer. Like Ericsson, you know. Um, so you're always going to be under pressure. As soon as they lose in the next game, if they play poorly, the, the knives are out. It's just. It's just part and parcel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, that's that's the thing. I think you know their their true test to see where they are is going to be against France. Is it and ever? And for me, that match there, it's it could be a World Cup final, couldn't it? Like those 100%. two teams playing against each other, and you just you you worry as well because they're two quality sides. Both squads are so deep. Imagine the energy mental and physical energy that these guys are going to waste in that match it is going to be ridiculous because both teams going forward are absolutely dynamite. Yeah. Hard to pick a winner in that, to be honest oh. with you. Both, you know, it's really is the way they both played today was brilliant. Giroux, I mean, fuck, he wasn't even part of the plans and he just yeah. looks great. He's 13 years older than Mbappe. <laughs> he just seems to be that perfect foil for Mbappe, doesn't he? Because he's like the polar opposite to Mbappe in, in many ways. He just does the dirty work, holds the ball up really well. And that first goal, he, it was his, he held that ball up beautifully. Mm, and yeah. then, you know, you spray it wide, let Mbappe do all the rest. I mean, I mean, listen, that was maybe the best performance of the World Cup by Mbappe today, I think. Close. I mean, Messi was great yesterday. In two days, we've seen two just incredible performances. Um, Mbappe scares the living crap out of me. I won't lie to you. Oh, it yeah. reminds me a bit of 86 when England played Argentina. Um, I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I remember how being how scared I was because of the great yeah. Diego Maradona. It's kind of similar. When he gets the ball at his feet, anything can happen. Yeah. And you think as well, like, Matty Cash is no slouch, by the way. <laughs> He's kid's not. rapid. And, and Bobby is just blowing past him. And you could see a couple of times Matty Cash is yelling at his center backs going, cover me. For God's sake, cover me. Because once I'm one-on-one with this guy, if I can't win it, I'm in trouble. He is rapid, isn't he? Oh, so thankfully, so is Kyle Walker, <laughs> right? And it's going to be that side of the pitch. It's going to be really interesting. Do you think yeah. England go with a, a back three or, or back five in, in that one? I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably stay the same, keep it four, yeah. and trust Walker can take care of him. Because otherwise, you, you don't want to pin your, your wide players back, right? No, wide mm-hmm. players have been very important in this tournament yeah so i i would go with the back four and let the wide guys just cheat a little bit so that we're further up the pitch as soon as we get it they're going the other way yeah i mean jimmy we know he's going to have like he's going to have moments he's that good you, you know you can't contain him forever but yeah you can try and do your best with him and you got you got also weapons yourself so it's yeah it could be a high scoring game lots of chances i'm sure yeah, well, I mean, I think England's midfield is, is better than France's midfield. And, I mean, France haven't got a Jude Bellingham, have they? Simple no. as that. So, as much as Mbappe is going to be the X factor out wide, I mean, through the middle, Bellingham was brilliant today. And, I mean, he's I, 19 I really, years old. I really I like, like England's midfield. I think they're brilliant, man. I thought Henderson was 
on fire today. Just a warrior. Yeah. Nice goal, too. Really. I mean, that was really nicely yeah. taken, too, the first one. You know, they yeah, the Foden thing involved too, there as well. You, you know, when you when you talk about Henderson, right, and a guy that plays that that position that can go box to box and get on the ball and play, like people won't talk about the the run that he made to get into that box. And those runs for those types of midfielders, they could do 15 of those and not get anything. But you got to gamble sometimes. And when Bellingham was going, he just went, I'm going here. And he must have sprinted about 50, 60 yards to catch up with play. And that one time he gambled to get in the box, bang, goal. You know, so it's so important for those those midfielders. You know, you've got to go forward when the play goes because that's what could happen. You get your goal, that's your reward. And um, when you have Declan Rice, who's just happy to hang back and just, you know, be that quarterback in many ways. I mean, that's a nice yeah. – it allows the Bellinghams and the Hendersons to, to push forward. And Craig is a West Ham fan. You must see Declan Rice out there and the World Cup he's having and thinking, okay, on one hand, shit, he's, he's leaving for sure. But on the other hand, he's going to cost a lot of money. He's going to be a $100 million play or pound player there as well. Yeah, you're right. I, I think you're – and you're right on both accounts. I think he's he's gone. He's even talked about it, not talked about leaving West Ham, but wanting to, you know, challenge the top of the Premier League teams and, the, and get into the Champions League that route. So, um. Yeah, his days are numbered. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were, they were talking about Bellingham possibly going to City, but they've got to free some cash up and get rid of Grealish. <laughs> so they're talking about Grealish. Grealish could be available if anybody wants him. Who'd want Grealish? Jeez. I know. the rumors, They're starting to churn those rumor mills, eh? Liverpool's being linked with I'd Bellingham like Grealish forever. on our podcast. It'd be, he would fill out our boy band quotient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would, actually. No, it's so what we're four we're four quarterfinals down. Um, we haven't really seen drama. Yeah, four. We haven't seen drama yet, have we? So and you know, at some point there's going to be drama. I'm talking about extra time. I'm talking about penalties. Um, mm-hmm. Who's it going to be tomorrow? We have two more for you. Uh, we have uh, what's tomorrow? Check the private chat. Japan, Check Croatia. All right, chat. thank you, yeah. thank you. Well, go Japan, Croatia in the early one, and then it's Brazil, South Korea Ooh. in the in the second one. Um, out of those two games, Craig, which one's jumping off the page to you? Well, from an interest stake, I like the the Japanese game in Croatia. Both teams really great technical team as well, and Japan surprising. So yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. I think both of those teams will fancy their opportunity, right? Croatia with the experience, they were there four years ago. They've done this, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no doubt about it. The Japanese team is is a difficult team to break down and beat. They don't stop coming at you either. So. Yeah, and Croatia's a team that don't stop either. They're, they're renowned for their resilience. But the manager, Dalic, said after the last match, my team's exhausted. Never heard that before from a Croatian manager because the, the team just never stops running. But maybe they've mm-hmm. met the match with that Japanese team. It's going to be a really – I'm really looking forward to that one. That's a 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern match. And Brazil-Korea, listen – I almost dismissed this. Oh, well, yeah, Brazil win that. But then it's, oh, yeah, but it's South Korea. Like, Jesus, have you not watched them this World Cup? It could, <laughs> yeah. be, a, it could be a surprise there, eh, Jimmy? That's that's what I'm kind of looking at as well. I mean, that Japan-Croatia game is going to be good too. Very, very technically good good sides going at it. But I don't know. There's something about this this Korea side that I that I like. They're resilient. They can score goals. They 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 won't stop. They'll keep going. They've got so much energy good going forward and disciplined. So I, 
I don't think it'd be an easy match for Brazil. That's for sure. So yeah, so similar, aren't they? The Japanese and the Koreans, as far as how tenacious they are, and yeah, I don't get racist, Craig Forrest. They can run all day. There's something, <laughs> something here looks the same. I <laughs> hear oh, Jesus. No, don't go there, Craig. Don't don't no, fall no, into this oh, I'm, even, trap. No, I'm, I'm pulling you in. I'm right. pulling you in to get get. In yeah, trouble. exactly. Sucking me in, Wonger. Don Cherry. <laughs> Imagine a Japan Korea yeah. World Cup quarterfinal. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Jeez. Oof. Oh, that'd be a good one. Some anger. There's some real vitriol there. Mm, I'm not gonna. Ask By the way, a little disappointing with the African teams again, right? And Concacaf oh, teams. Jeez. Yeah. Shite. Shite. Not good enough. Senegal were well. Senegal were disappointing, weren't they? I mean, Jimmy mentioned the first half an hour. Absolutely, they were good, and they were causing England yeah. some, some issues. But then they just they shut off, and that that late goal it seemed in the first half just crushed their whole morale. They weren't they were a shadow of themselves in that second half. Yeah, yeah. and then when the third one went in, that was a real kick in the nuts. Well, you yeah. got Morocco, the last African team, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they've only had ever three teams reach the quarterfinals. Which is just crazy, it, but it could well be that this crazy World Cup we've been talking about for the last two weeks and these crazy results and who knows what could it could just be the same old freaking teams in the quarterfinals. <laughs> it might be the usual suspects. Although yeah. Germany is still on the outside, that so is true. That is one team that you always usually see in the final eight, yeah. and they're gone. Although maybe, maybe we've got to stop, we've got to stop thinking of Germany that yeah. way. They failed in 2018. They had a bad yeah. Euro as well. You know, lost to yeah. England. So it's, maybe it's time we just said, you know what, Germany. Once upon a time, they were great. Not so much anymore. I'm fine <laughs> with that. They, they don't take too many years to get it right again, though. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. And if there is a problem, they'll they'll fix it. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll like reinvent the way to do the game there. <laughs> just yeah, like exactly. the cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are the Audi of football. Um, do you see? Um, this is a, it's not important at all. Who was it had to take his chain off this morning? And Kunde, Kunde's match, he was wearing the gold chains, and the referee Who played great. By the that. way, yeah. Once he took the chains off, though, he seemed to free France. I thought seemed lighter. So they were being shackled by the air a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I wonder if those have... chains are causing any problems in the dressing room, like Alfonso <laughs> Davies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, there's a gold chain. Wow, you yeah. must make lots of money. What an earring. My bet is, Jimmy, don't you think that because the referees are under, you know, they're being watched too. what they do. You go in the dress room, whatever, you're checking everybody for whether they got any jewelry on. Yeah. My bet is he had nothing on and then he's had it and he's, he's put it, he's, he likes to wear it when he's playing for luck or something and he's put it on again because it was a linesman that was like, hey. Yeah. Right. Because like, nor- normally it's the, uh, the referee's assistants yes. that they go and look at the players, right? Make sure no earrings and make sure they, they make you pull your shirt down to show you that you don't have a chain on to check your hands, check your studs. So you're right. You might've just... Are they dressed up? Are they, do they look like referees? Oh no, the they come in in, the, in black uniforms. They're all like black with masks on Dan. It's the actual referee's <laughs> assistant. Yeah, of course they come in with a fucking gear. What do you think? It's just some, no, what? no, I just, because I was <laughs> like, this, oh, who are these people? <laughs> is it part of the refereeing crew? I mean, like those four yes. people. Yeah. Okay. The referee's I'm assistants. Watching. One. So one. One takes one team. The other takes the other. Normally, okay. they. Yeah. They'll That's come down, eyeball you, check just... everything, make sure. So, see, this know. is why people fucking hate you, soccer fuckers. <laughs> I asked one question that no one that I don't think people know unless you're. Hey, Wonga, in... You know, Wonga, this is a soccer podcast, right? This oh, is the yeah. thing about you fucking soccer fuckers. 
Yeah. You think that Stevie Wonder come in? That's yeah. why you fucking walked That's out right. with yeah. He feels for he feels for chains. Jimmy. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy, you struck me as someone that might have a proclivity for gold jewelry. I used yeah. to wear a, a chain, yes. I used to wear a gold chain. Did you have when a, you did you with a, with a crucifix? No, with a crucifix on it. Did it help you? No, it's it's like when you burn, when you take the crucifix off, yeah, right? okay. yeah, I got I got a big blister right on my chest, <laughs> big cross blister. Oh my god, that guy would be in the the uh, confession box for a week. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever do confession? I did it twice in my life. Please help me, Father. No, they oh wouldn't god. let me in. Sharms, you must have at at, at Catholic uh, private school. Oh, yeah, my, my comprehensive trust me wasn't private. Um. I, I must have done when I was a real young kid, but I, I turned against it pretty quickly early in life and didn't do any of that crap. Yeah. My mom asked me after confession the second time, I go, look, I'm never going back in there. I go, why yeah, am I weird. talking to this dude and telling him how I like did this and did that? And, <laughs> and you play with yourself at certain hours of the day. Yeah, I jacked it 68 times this week. <laughs> well, maybe you should have done. I mean, the, the priest would know all about that. Yeah, right? So he'd be so, like, Dan, come around. Invited him back. over. Mm. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you, you know, you got to turn out when you walk in and the, the holy water starts bubbling. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you just got to go, I'm out. Leave this place. Yeah. Um, 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 what else? Oh, yeah. So from a Canadian men's national team point of view, Ishmael Kone on his way to Watford. Yeah. The next Very one good. falls away from Montreal. Is having a tough winter so far, aren't they? Jesus. Well, they'll yeah. be making a couple bucks. Yeah, it's going to be a record, isn't it? I think a record for Montreal. I don't know how much he's, he's costing them. The league take a cut of that too, right, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. They, they used to. They, sure. are, they are franchises sure they as such. They're not, yeah. They don't own any of the players technically, I don't think, right? It's in the league. Yeah. yeah, I think the league takes a cut. The players or the club takes a cut because yeah. it's revenue sharing as well, isn't it? Yeah, and then depending on if you develop the player, which yeah, then you get more. Well, he's been around for five minutes, but... Mm-hmm. Do you uh, is Watford a good fit? Do you think for? A yeah, I do like think him? it's a good fit. Yeah, and you know what? The chances are, if he's there for a couple of years, he'll have four different managers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he may even go. He may even play some time in Udinese. You know, it's the same owner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a good fit. I, I, I really do. And they, and they're a selling club too, so they're going to give you a chance. They want you to succeed because they want to flip you. Yeah. yeah. And he's in the yeah. shop window, London. Like, oh my god, like there's. Everybody's He's, going to be watching. And Alistair Johnson for Celtic for five yeah, yeah. years. So Fantastic. tell me yeah. this, this five-year contract, does it mean five years or does it mean, hey, two years, but after two years, it's like a, we still own you? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't always know. No, they could, they could, it depends how they, they set the contract up, right? It could be five years, you know, guaranteed straight, or it could be three years plus maybe club option, year four and year Nobody five. new options over there. No, not really. No, options are more over here, but you know they could chuck them in. Who knows? But I think they're they're looking at it. And normally, when you're signing a long term like that, it's because they value you and think that there's going to be some resale in you. Yeah, I mean the, the the only trouble with that, as we know, is that it's a massive club, but it's not a tier one league by any stretch. They're playing shite. Mm. They're hammer throwers, like most yeah. of that league. And then they get into the Champions League and get themselves absolutely stuffed. So like you're throwing around a lot of stereotypes uh today well right? it's unfortunate but it's the case they got no money like they no tv money they 
Yeah, it's hard for them to compete. Yeah, there's what five million people in Scotland, and it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, they are the yeah. women Rangers are two teams that truly mm-hmm. transcend their league, right? Monster They're so course. much bigger than Scottish football. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always the argument: will they one day go to England? But I, no I just don't chance. see it happening. No, I mean, people say, "Oh, yeah," but it would help Scottish football. It's like well, I don't yeah. really know how because it's not as if the fans of those teams will then start supporting Hearts or Hibs, yeah. right? They're no. still taking those fans no, with but them. Like, I think I think what they mean by that, though, Charms, is you know, if Celtic and Rangers went into into English football, I think it'd be great for them, right? Really, I mean, Celtic alone could. I mean, you, they could have a hundred, hundred thousand seater if they were in England and be selling out every single week. Same with Rangers. Yeah, that's not. The but point. I think, I yeah. think if the two of them went into that league, then what it does is it gives other up clubs opportunities to win the league, get into your European Cups, Champions League. You know what I mean? It makes it more yeah. competitive for yeah. the rest. Because I mean, th- between those two teams, what for the last twenty years are the only two teams that have won it. Yeah. So the other crazy. teams, what are you playing for? You're not getting into Champions League football. The only thing is, Jimmy, they wouldn't get in automatically anyway, and they would get beat in the playoffs, so they wouldn't get into the Champions League anyway. Because St. Oh, John's qualifying, those, right? They're not fucking qualifying for that. Yeah. But what? I mean, uh, and then at what point though? Say, say Aberdeen or Hearts becomes the new Celtic or Rangers, right, and wins the next ten championships. They're, they're big clubs with, with a bit of money. Um, will they then want to go to English football? You well, know, that's where, where does it doesn't it, yeah. Doesn't it just become the same manufactured? Hey, that's two good really point. good squads. Well, and the thing is, it's like so Birmingham and West Brom and Ipswich and Swindon and Bristol City, and I'll go on and on and on. They don't, they're not yeah. voting for that. No, there's no chance because no. they know that those clubs can can spend with the Premier League yeah. money. Like, like like Jimmy said, you can get you can expand Parkhead or Ibrox to whatever you want. That's how big the fan bases are. Yeah. They oh, could become yeah. major players eventually, but it would, it would take time, though, right? You put Celtic in the league championship now. I don't know if they win promotion. I don't know. They would, I wonder. I wonder. You know, if if I wonder if they could do something along the lines. Remember, like, remember Wimbledon. Wimbledon got bought, and then they were trying to think maybe we move them to Dublin or yeah. somewhere else, yeah. and then they ended up moving them to Milton Keynes. Yeah, and I wonder if they bought a club and went. Well, we're moving Luton. To Glasgow, and it's well, they didn't allow that, there. right? And the only <laughs> reason why shady, no. Jimmy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some loopholes or something that they could do. No, Milton Keynes is like the newest town in England too, so they didn't really have a team. And then they were sold Wimbledon and uh, the ownership uh, that we knew from Plough Sam the Man, wasn't it, Craig? Sam the Man, he was gone. He was gone after that. Like he was, he wasn't part of that Milton Keynes move. I don't believe. Yeah, well, I know uh, Pete Winkleman was the guy that bought them and move them i actually interviewed him once in i was gonna uh, say that's a made-up name charms no he's uh, you should see this guy he was a uh, he's actually a real character he's made his money in the music business and then him and a consortium i guess bought wimbledon and moved it to mk dons to Milton Keynes. and he was telling me he goes listen because at the time he was hated and he said listen you know there were no other buyers for this club it was going to disappear mm. and we had the money and we moved it and we dealt with that now I'm sure there's people out there saying that's bullshit. I, I don't know the situation mm-hmm. well, well enough, but uh, it's certainly ruffled because I mean that was a famous club, Wimbledon, a famous club. Well, they're back. Yeah, they are. Yeah, AFC Wimbledon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, climbing slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of back where they the were prior to the crazy gang, you know, and the crazy gang came in. Oh. That was. Yeah. That was well, just, here you yeah. go, guys. Oh, Footy yeah. prime trivia because JC's not here. The last club to win 
the Scottish Premier League that was either Rangers or Celtic? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Oh, fuck. You guys are too good. With Alex Ferguson <laughs> as manager. 84-85 season. Yeah. Yeah. What? And Ferg- they won the European Cup, didn't they? As they well? won the European Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That long ago, though, eh? Yeah. So that's 37 <laughs> years ago. And Rangers have, they were, they just basically went into a black hole for, they went down. Yeah. They went down. They went like third division or something. Still, they just, yeah. Brendan Rogers and Martin O'Neill, right? I think it's that kind of era. They just yeah. lapped it up and they won like 10, 10 straight, wherever it was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 10 or 11. <laughs> I mean, Rangers are now, only now bouncing back now, right? I mean, Stevie G led them to the championship. Being a real build since it got back promoted from uh, yeah. from that season, they have their financial problems too because they they really do struggle to compete even as good as they do in yeah, Europe. They do. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Well, listen, um, it's time to go. But listen, as we always mention, our good friends North Star Bets have you covered as fans of the show at footybets.ca. Big games tomorrow. Big value. If you want to pick South Korea. Hmm. Do you? As the upsets continue, maybe the early one. Do you want to go with a Japan over Croatia? Some good odds there. And yeah. for all your football needs, of course, make sure you watch Fubo TV and subscribe. The premise just around the corner, by the way. It returns not not too too far away. FuboTV.com/slash Footy Prime. Uh, we'll be back doing the same thing tomorrow, I imagine, discussing all the upsets. Hope you enjoyed that. Keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 